Hey there, people. I've just come back from National Youngies Camp, which is held in a gorgeous part of New South Wales called Stanwell Tops, about an hour or so south of Sydney. For those that haven't been to a National Youngies Camp before, or NYC as it's called, it's a long weekend event which has been running for around about 18 years for the youth within our fellowship, with ages from, say, 16 through to the mid-30s, or maybe even a little bit older for those that are youthful at heart, like me. There were youngies from every part of Australia there, and even from New Zealand. And I have to say, I've never had a more inspiring weekend. I was totally in awe of the love the young people had for each other, and the love that they had for God. And they just had such an intense desire to learn about His Word and how to bring His words to life. It truly was an amazing and inspiring weekend. I took the chance to take my podcast kit with me and was able to record a few testimonies while I was there. So you're going to hear these over the coming episodes. We recorded in the lovely outside surroundings of the camp, so you might hear a few birds and other noises on the recordings. First up from NYC, we have Hayley. Now, Hayley hails from the Gold Coast, who at the age of 14 was searching for the truth. She had a desire to serve the one true God the right way and was able to find how to do this encouraged by her new family of God. Enjoy. Welcome Hayley to the Revival on the Air Today podcast. Thank you. We're at NYC in Stanwell Tops which is sort of just south of Sydney but you're not from here, you're from the Gold Coast. No, it's a long way away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for coming and sharing your testimony with us. You gave your testimony last night at the uh, at the uh, meeting, which uh, which was really good. So let's uh, start maybe back at the beginning. Well, I came to know God really when I was fourteen, um, on a personal level, yep. I should say, because I grew up with my parents who initially went to church. Yep. Um, sort of mainstream church, or yeah, sort of just a mainstream church, and. To this day, I'm not quite sure what the belief was. Yeah. But um, uh, I did go to a few Sunday schools, so I had a concept of God. It, I wouldn't say like I, throughout my life, sort of believed him. or I didn't really think there was a higher power. I didn't really think much about it. But yeah. um, I guess um, after I finished primary school and went into high school, I had a bit of um, troubles fitting in. Yeah. You know, um, really wanted to belong somewhere. I was just pretty normal, actually. But um, through a series of just sort of like, just think, just the normal things like um, drinking and smoking, which actually probably isn't that normal at 14. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, not for the average 14-year-old, but it is more and more common. <laughs> more and more common now. Mm. But um, yeah, anything I could do to just fit in. I really just wanted friends. Um, and I guess what comes along with that sometimes is you find yourself in situations you don't, don't want to be. I wasn't really the honest person in the end. Um, I wasn't really the friend I wanted to be to my friends. Yeah. Um, just all associated with trying to fit in. And as a result, um, that came with a lot of brokenness. Um, and I guess in that broken state, someone talked to me about God. Um, and they didn't say much. They just said that they go to a youth group and, you know, it's fun. And if I wanted to come, I could. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm thankful now that I took up that opportunity um, it's pretty amazing at 14 for you not only to realise, you know, that you needed something. I mean, most 14-year-olds, I wouldn't imagine, well, no, I, it, arrive and, at that. And maybe it wasn't even that I needed something. I just knew that I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing. Yeah. And, you know, by going to the youth group event, um, I guess that was me making a decision that maybe I'll try something else and maybe that will work out better. You know, maybe I'll 
you know, like I wasn't probably even capable at 14 to think, <laughs> oh, yeah, this God thing, that will put my life in a new yeah. direction, new beginning. But I just, yeah. you know, knew a lot of friends, maybe new surroundings, maybe that will start my life better, you know, do yeah. something different. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that what, that's what really happened. Um, and at the time when I went, um, so I turned up finally after telling me to come for a few times, I actually turned up with a broken ankle. Um, it was the first time I experienced healing um, because um, it was just a mainstream Pentecostal church. Yeah. And um, there was like 300 youngies there. And, yeah. of course, when you're the only one on crutches and you talk about healing in the Bible, you know, they're going to ask you to come up. Yeah, to <laughs> so, prayer to be healed. Yeah, yeah. so one of the pastors um, had prayer for me to be healed. And um, in the afternoon I was back out playing soccer, which was how I actually broke my ankle. So, wow, you know. that's amazing. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. I didn't even really notice it, though, um, until, I don't know, someone told me. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I loved playing soccer, so yeah. I wasn't really thinking about anything else. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and even though that was such a long time ago now, it feels like it. Um, it is still a tangible thing that I can mm. look back to. Um, because I guess sometimes it's easy to think, God doesn't heal me anymore. Like, oh, God doesn't heal me. And it's that constant reminder, you know, actually, I had a broken ankle once and he did yeah. he did heal that, so. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so after that, um, I actually moved schools. I think um, part of me, I started to want that fresh start, yeah. um, get away from the lifestyle that I guess that was dragging me down and causing all that brokenness. Yeah. So in moving schools, um, funnily enough, there, there was a girl at that school um, who was going to that same youth group. Yeah. So um, eventually I started sitting with her and her group of uh, Christian friends. Um, and um, I guess, you know, six months later I sort of kept going to this youth group and one night I was just sort of thinking, you know what, actually um, I'm sort of back in this situation where I'm being bullied by people at school um, and struggling like, and struggling to fit in. Even though I had this Christian group of friends, it was just... Um, the wider school community yeah. um, and I sort of just in a night of singing to God um, as a youth group I just sort of was thinking as I was singing songs what's the point of actually being here if, if I'm like not serving the true 100% like God um, like I want if I'm going to spend my time the rest of my life being at church I want to know I'm serving the right God um, and so why did you feel like you weren't at that point um I think I felt like I wasn't because I read in the Bible that God had good plans for us. Yeah. And I just felt like a rehash of the same thing at this school. Like that got, I was just thinking, you know, to God, that's not a good plan for me. Um, and, and so I guess that led me to go, well, if I'm not serving you, I don't want to keep coming, you yeah. know. Um, and in that moment where I said, you know, was thinking to myself or sort of speaking to God, I guess, in my head, you know, like either I serve you 100% whatever way that is, you yeah. show it to me or I don't come. And it was in that moment that I started speaking in tongues. Wow. Yeah, so that so was pretty... you received the Holy Spirit at that moment. At that moment. And so what did you think when that happened? I, I actually just thought I was a weirdo because I, <laughs> I, I still didn't know what it was. I, I, so did they not talk um, about receiving the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in well, tongues at the I th- church? Or? I was... T- not that I, I feel they didn't, yeah. but again, I was really young. Yeah. Um, I know that people in that church spoke in tongues yeah. because I'd heard it, but I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't particularly something that any of the other youngies could 
explained to me either. Yeah, okay. Or maybe explained well enough that yeah. I thought was legit. Yeah. Um, but it was actually because I sat in this group of Christian people, one of the girls coming to Revile Fellowship told me what it was <laughs> and showed me the scriptures about it. And I, I guess I couldn't refute that because... It, it talks a lot about in the Bible when you humble yourself and when you um, are repentant and want to serve God and seek Him, that's when it will happen. Um, or that's what I, you know, was talking to them about, um, those girls. Um, and that's what happened. So I just went, well, <laughs> when I asked to serve God fully, I spoke in tongues. So t- even without what it says in the Bible, I know that <laughs> serving God 100% was, was the Spirit. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. That's that's what I think anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so then I got baptised after that as well, following what, the, what it says in the Bible. A full immersion. Yep. Yeah. Under the water, um, just like it says. Yep, just like it says. <laughs> and um, then I started coming to Revile Fellowship. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah. So what? So you're 14. What did your parents think? Did you tell them? Um, they actually came to my baptism. Okay. Um, and... I guess they were happy for me purely because, I guess as a parent, you can see when they're sad. Like, as a kid, uh, you know, I didn't want to tell my parents, but, you know, they're pretty, uh, they're not stupid. They know what feelings look like. Um, So I guess for them, as I started coming along, I started to get happier. And I guess they just enjoyed seeing me happy, you know, more than anything. Not that they, you know, they came to the baptism because I asked them, but I don't feel they wanted a heavy part in it. Um, at that age anyway. Um, so that was... And then when I moved to the Revolve Fellowship, they took me to a meeting once and... Um, uh, well, they mustn't have liked it because they never came back. <laughs> <laughs> so... So did you see the change in you? Um, yeah, I did actually. Um, I was not a confident person. Um, obviously, low self-worth because it's pretty hard to like yourself when so much around you doesn't Um, and just having or learning that God loved me Mm. and that comes that's like from within like and I guess that gave me confidence (laughs) that you know if God loved me then that's really all I need isn't it it's such a fundamental that and, and the scriptures talk about the love that God has for us and what he's done for us and what he will do for us and when you grapple with that and get your head around that, it is completely life-changing and quite mind-blowing, really. Yeah. yeah. The creator of this universe loves us, intimately, detailed. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think as a 14-year-old, I couldn't fully grasp it. It did take a bit of yeah. growing up. Yeah. But still, like, I guess that's going to continue the rest of my life. Exactly. Just new understandings of the levels that God loves us. Yeah. Um, wow. So 14, 22 now. Yeah. You're recently married. Recently married. I've been married about a year now. Um, so what happened between the years 14 and 22? 14 and 22. Well, a lot happened then. Yeah. Um, I brought a lot of baggage actually with me um, with all of the things that happened prior to coming to church. Yeah. Um, and it did actually take between 14 and 18 for me to sort through it all. Yeah. Um, and that was put down to... Um, my family, my church at Revival um, on the Sunshine Coast, um, because none of my family came, they became my family, all yeah. those people there, and all of the older people became my grandparents, you know. Yeah. Some of them particularly, like, yeah, they, you know, would look after me, and, like, some of them became my parents, you know, yeah. spiritual parents. Yeah. Um, 
and it's through it was through talking to them and them loving me and just spending time with them that um they could show me the bible scriptures in the bible and um just teach me in the ways of the lord um and really help me to overcome obviously because at 14 I'd been in a few or prior I guess in between that 13 14 before I came to God I'd actually been in a few relationships with well they're technically boys then they weren't men but I'd been in a few relationships that obviously for them it was very self-seeking and so as a result of me trying to fit in I ended up in situations I didn't want to be in Um, and obviously I didn't realize how much that affected me um, Mm -hmm. until I actually started to pull out all my baggage and go through with God and figure it all out. So a lot of that time was just, uh, just actually just overcoming. Um, and it was hard actually. It was, um, it was hard to work through all of the hurt of the world because it hurts. Um, but it was really good time to just have that unity with the family of God. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I spent most of the time doing apart from obviously school and, um, obviously work because, um, I did that for money because camps are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, It's a pretty amazing contrast, isn't it, between a 14-year-old life and all of the challenges that you must have faced at that point to such a, an amazing, loving family of God. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine there'd be a bigger contrast. Oh, I can't even explain it. It's just so, so what I needed. Mm. And God knows it's... Um, you know, I, I even, um, when I was 18, I got to a point, though, though I loved my parents, um, it just got really hard to live with them because we had different views and I felt like it stifled my growth because I wanted to tell them about God. I wanted to, you know, and I wanted to be the person I was at church, but I was so conflicted. Like, I feel like at home I became this different person and it wasn't that I was swearing, it wasn't that I was, you know, but it was just that I felt like I had to hold everything about God in and I had to just pretend it didn't exist. Um, And they didn't do it on purpose, but that was how I felt. Um, And so I came to a point where I went, you know what, I really need to move because I want to move forward with God as well. Um, And I actually ended up living with an older couple in the fellowship um, who um, were just amazing. Like I would get to sit with them and go through scriptures about God and um, like... Even even just to talk about sometimes things we wanted to see improved in the fellowship, just to be able to, um, you know, get that different perspective, like old and young. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I would call them my grandparents now. They're, mm. um, they're some of the first people I love to see when I go back to the Sunshine Coast because yeah. they're family. Yeah. They are. Um, and, like, yeah, just helped me along with my growth. Mm. Um, and even even living with them in itself was like a miracle because I only ever went to one house meeting in my like, in in my like two years of sort of being in the north living area, yeah. um, which they were in the same sort of group. And I went once because I, I think I finally got my license or something, and I went to one. And I had a long conversation with um, Shirley, who was the lady, and she said to me oh, if you ever need a place to stay for some time, just, like, let us know um, and we'll help you out. And I, I, would, I didn't even think about it at the time. It actually was a year later that it got to the point where I needed to move and I was praying in the car on the way home from work because I just 
I was just thinking, I drive too long to work. I don't like being at home. Um, I'm so far away from the fellowship. I used to have to drive 45 minutes, yeah. which isn't that long, actually. I do that now, but it just started to get to me, being at home. And um, I just was praying in the car, and this thought came into my head. You know what? That one time I ever went to a house meeting, Shirley said I could live with her for a bit. I know what. I might call her and see, you know. Wow. And And that's how it all began. And I just, like, who thinks that in a car? Like, who thinks, oh... Yeah, I remember that time a year ago someone said this to me. Like, that's God. Like, just, you know, putting Who that there. Who remembers that? I can't remember what happened last week. Let I can't remember what, what happened yesterday. What someone said to me a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, that for me was a miracle. Like, that, that how it unfolded, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and that's been every situation in my life. Every every place I've lived, every, every decision. Um, when you make the hard decision, that's the one that God wants you to make. You find yourself in these places where he's planned you to be, um, it's awesome. We heard a lot about that today, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we in did. In the ministry and, uh, uh, and in some of the testimonies, etc., about making those decisions that change uh, change your life. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, fully, um, I fully resonate with that because um, uh, there's so many times when, you know, uh, I don't know, you, there's like, um, like I've had one, like which actually put me into... Um, where I am now on the Gold Coast where um, I wasn't actually on a lease with the friend I was living with and um, because she was getting married, we had to break lease and I had to go find somewhere else to live. Um, And I was sort of, I was like, for me it was a big decision because I was in a dating relationship that I'd been in for a month. So I was sort of thinking, oh, I'm unemployed, I study online I have to go find another person to live with. And there was no other girls at the time on the Sunshine Coast. So I woke up one morning praying on my bed and I and I went, you know what, I'm actually just going to move to the Gold Coast. Um, you know, that's what I need to do. That's actually where I need to be right now. Um, and I sort of was pretty excited about that thought, apart from living on the Gold Coast because, like, I love the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. But um, I, went, I went into, I didn't even knock, I think, like normally the rules are in some houses, the one I lived in, you knock before you go in. But I just opened up her room and I just said, I'm moving to the Gold Coast. She was a good friend of mine though, so she didn't care. But um, I was like, I know you might think it looks like desperate, but it's it's honestly where God wants me. And, um, and so you, a, just, you just felt compelled that... Yeah, you know, I just be- felt... And I knew it was God because, like, with no disrespect to the Gold Coast and the fellowship, I just... My whole life, I'd never wanted to leave the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. So it was like not of me that I wanted to go to the Gold Coast because in my head it's like I hate the Gold Coast. I never <laughs> want to go there. <laughs> well, the Sunshine Coast and the Gold Coast are very different places, um, aren't they, for those that yeah. haven't been there before? Well, one sort of like the way I would describe it and maybe other people have a different opinion, but I love the Sunshine Coast. It's so laid back. It's it's not city-like. Gold Coast is very city-like um, and I'm sure it'll get there, but... um. Uh, I never get stuck in traffic when I was on the Sunshine Coast, yeah. probably only on one road and I could avoid it. Um, and I don't know, it's just chill beach life and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's comfortable as well. Like, I knew all the people in the fellowship. Mm. Why would I want to leave? That's mm. that's being comfortable. But um, in moving to the Gold Coast, even though it's like a big city and I always get stuck in traffic, um, and even though I like... Even now, sometimes I feel like, do I even know the people in the fellowship enough? Or, you know, um, why am I here? Actually, I think that sometimes a lot. But um, being there, like, there's so many people in need of support. And because I had that on the Sunshine Coast, it's this opportunity where God's like, well, 
you know, I gave you all this support. I gave you all of this stuff. Now it's your turn. And it's been, it's actually such a blessing because even though it is, you know, a supporting role you're doing and it is a giving, I actually get so much more back from it. So, um, and I know like where I am and who is around me, it's exactly what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. And even though I'd love to go back to Sunshine Coast, it's, it is where God wants me. And it, and that decision just to, to trust him and to go there has been so, so blessed for my life. Um, to get stronger in the Lord, to get married, who knows how that would have worked distance. I hate driving. So, you know, I mean, I'm pretty determined though, so I probably wouldn't have given up. When you were in high school, did you ever see that future for you, being married? Um, I actually, even though people don't believe me, I never really thought about it. Obviously... The idea of being married was nice because the idea of someone caring about you was yeah. nice. <laughs> but um, um, I don't know. I just, after being, I guess, in so many relationships that weren't mm. that that weren't how a marriage should be, yeah. um, I was like a bit happy being single because I didn't understand the whole concept of yeah. like that the marriage is sacrifice and it is sacrificing yourself for that person and that's not what it's like in the world in the world it's just pleasure for yourself yeah that's right so completely opposite ends of the spectrum yes so for me it was like i don't i don't mind being single for a while because well it's not like i've experienced that like sacrifice for each other relationship yeah and i guess for me it was a bit of a fear thing as well it's like well i don't want it to be the way that it was before Mm. so i'll just wait a bit yeah and also, I wasn't ready. Like, I had so much growing. Yeah. So, I guess when you're in that, when you have so much you're overcoming, I never thought about being married because how could I be married with all the issues I had? Like, I needed to work on myself first, mm. I think. So, mm. well, here you are. Seems like a pretty good guy. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I am really lucky. <laughs> I pretty much just told him, you know, within a, after a month of talking to him, after one, after just like an MIC, I'd known him before NYC's, but um, uh, I just said to him, I just want you to know that I do like you and I do, I like all these things about you and I listed them off to make sure that he knew I had been watching him. And then I said to him, like, you've got to make your decision now because I want to date you and, you know, I think I could probably marry you. I, I didn't say, obviously, I didn't say it like that because that sounds a bit funny. So if someone did that to me, I'd be like, you're actually kind of creepy, no thanks. <laughs> well, it seems to work out pretty well. Oh yeah, it's been it's been really good, um, really good lessons I've learned, <laughs> challenges. But um, it is finally good to be in a relationship where mm. someone, you know, sacrifices for me and I do the same. And mm. um, we work together. That's and, what it's about. And especially good that we have the same vision. And it's not just that we're in this church and we um, both want to serve God, but the vision of what we want to do in the church is the same and that makes it so much easier for us like whenever we do things in church and for god like we already know before we have to talk to each other um you know like even if it's just as simple as i don't have to ask him if we're going to stay back on a sunday night to have dinner with youngies because that's where we want to be we want to be there for people who need that Mm. people who need that support yeah brilliant so what's your favorite part about this year's edition of nyc well, I like mealtime, <laughs> but that's not oh. the spiritual side. Do you like mealtime because of the meals or do you like mealtimes because of the fellowship? Or do you like oh, I like mealtimes because of the food. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, no, my favourite time every year is uh, the prayer room. Yeah. 
because I remember sort of one of the first times I came, um, I had a need and I can't remember what it was, but I went in there and about five or six girls from Adelaide came in and I had, I maybe knew one of them, but not very well. And all of them came around me and said to me, um, hey, we don't want to be weird or anything, but um, like we were just praying over there for our needs and like now that we're sort of done, we just wanted to offer that if you want to pray for something, um, we would love to pray for you. Um, and just the genuineness to me was, like, so... It's unexplainable. Like, I just... Like, family, again, it's yeah. that whole concept, like, the family of God, like, mm. that unity. And in in having that, um, it was... I know to myself because of that, that that's the person I have to be every year in that prayer room. And yep. I love being in there, just talking to the people and just being a support and obviously praying. Like, I love praying. And even just to you know, be in there and be vulnerable with them um, and to let them know, like, look, I haven't got it all together either and I know what you're going through, so let's just pray for it together. Mm. Um, and then seeing the victory, seeing, like, six months later something happen is amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, like, even one NYC I went to, um, I didn't know, but I had a hernia. Like, I didn't know I had it at the time and it was at Mount Tambourine, so I had to walk up like this hill to get up to the hall. And I remember one time I, I was like, oh, actually, I'm not even walking up there because I didn't realise what I was like. It hurt so much. Um, and one girl who I didn't even know um, came and said, oh, hey, you don't actually look that good. Um, do you want me to pray for you? Um, and I I took her up and I was like, yeah, actually, um, someone told me that I think I might have a hernia because of this and th- these symptoms. Yeah. Um, but if it's the case, I know that. Um, like if I have to get a surgery or something, it's going to take forever. Um, and so I just said to her, like, yeah, I'd love some prayer, like for the pain to go away. And from that moment to the a year later when I had the surgery for it, um, I didn't feel pain. And after talking to people who have had hernias before and after researching a lot, it's not quite common. Like hernias are painful because they're like around your abs and yeah. they're just like a little thing that protrudes yeah. like on your stomach because it was an umbilical one. Um, but the fact that I didn't have pain was, well, it was amazing. And I think sometimes you forget the significance because I didn't ever feel the pain. Yeah. But as, when I talk to other people about, you know, their pain, it really comes to light that I'm like, yeah, wow, <laughs> I can't believe, like, that's amazing that God would do that. Um, and that, and the power of the prayer, you know, that's, that's so the highlight, you know, is always for me the prayer with people. And the love of the sister just to offer. Yeah, just the offer. Even if someone says no. I, I'm okay with that because it's like, well, you know what? At the end of the day, you knew that I asked you, so you yeah. knew that I had some level of care, yeah, and that's that's the care that God has for you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing your testimony. Thank you. Awesome. Do you have a favourite scripture? One that is my favourite probably is um, He gave me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Like I had ashes to me that signifies for me brokenness Mm. i was in brokenness and god Mm. gave me beauty Mm. like god gave me a new life and that for me is just the testament and story of my life fantastic awesome thank you so much yeah thanks for having me that's such a great story isn't it Thank you, Haley, for sharing your testimony with us all. Really appreciate it. If you want to know more about how God can change your life, visit www.therevivalfellowship.com or send me an email at podcast at revivalontheairtoday.com.
Until our next episode, God bless. Bye.